Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. I'm going to try to start this off on a light note because we're going to get a little deep, a little, you know, sad or whatever. So let's start this out like y'all not jumping on this internet streets and see what's going on. And this week, there's this viral video of this girl who worked at Panera, you know, like Panera Bread Company. She did what they call a TikTok. If you're not familiar, you're going to have to look it up because I really don't even know how to describe it to you. It's just like a video people poke kids do. It's just another app, whatever. Anyway, she posted a video. She posted a video that was basically labeled how to make mac and cheese at Panera. Seems pretty innocent. But what we find out watching the video is that the staff at Panera takes these um, frozen plastic little individual packets of mac and cheese, sticks that little plastic thing in this machine that basically um, it holds water and that water is hot and heats up the macaroni. And then they take the pouches out when the time is up cut that thing open, dump it into your bowl, and then put it on the tray. Or in, I don't know how mac and cheese comes, but some little container so that you can take it home. Either way. She was fired, of course, because you can't tell the store secrets, I guess, um, out here in these streets. But I was like, I know there can't be a lot of outrage about this. I mean, I don't think people really thought Panera... The kids that's working at Panera's is in the back grating cheese, making macaroni and cheese. They ain't back there making bechamel and, like, you know, um, mixing it all together and baking that stuff up. So we couldn't have possibly thought that. Now, I thought they were microwaving everything. Just to be honest with you, I thought they was taking my soup. That it, I assume that my soup comes in pouches. They cut that open, microwave a bowl of it, and they set it in front of me. But it seems that that's not the case. There's just some kind of boiling system that happens. Either way, were we really shocked? And, you know, let me just say this. Panera, you ain't in no trouble because everybody's still rolling over there to get that pick two for lunch. So go ahead and drop whatever you need to drop down in my bowl because I'll be there anyway. I got to be honest with y'all. I really am sick and tired of having to do this, but I will continue to do it as long as I need to. Yet another black person was murdered by the hands of the police this week. So this week we're talking about a Tatiana who was shot and killed in her home while she was hanging out with her nephew. There was a wellness check call by the neighbor because the neighbor said that there was um, doors open in the middle of the night. It was like 2 o'clock, like almost 2.30 in the morning. The neighbor was concerned because the doors were open, and so they called the 
not the 911 line, but like the non-emergency police not line to say they think, you know, they just wanted a wellness check done on their neighbor, which is something you think you would think that you should be able to do. Your concerned neighbor, you see some doors open, it's the middle of the night, you don't know if somebody may have been sick and, you know, forgot to close the door or, you know, something, somebody may have tried to come in, you don't know, so you call and you say, hey, can you check on my neighbor? That's what uh, the neighbor did. Well, when the police got there, the police automatically decided that, or at least one officer automatically decided that, there was something going on and somebody dangerous was in there and that he was going to stop them. So based off the body cam, which we've already been able to see the body cam footage, this officer, this person who was employed by the police department yells at a window and just says, put your hands up, never announces himself he just flashes his light at the window and starts yelling, put your hands up. Two seconds after he screams, put your hands up, he starts shooting into the house. There wasn't any moments. There wasn't any time. Nobody was able to do anything. I'm sure she was just like, what the hell is happening? She had her nephew in the house who was only eight and was she, I'm sure she was concerned about him. So the first thing you don't think when you don't hear that this is the police is let me for real put my hands up. You know what I mean? And so this person shot her. She died in her bedroom. It just ridiculous, you know, and it's just going on so much. I'm really trying not to cry this time because I'm sick of it. I'm just... Every week, though, like every single week, we got to have this call. We have to have a conversation about this. I don't know how many other times to say that this is so messed up, yo. Like, really, what is happening? We can't be safe. I record in a place where I, most of the time, am close to a window. And it could be me. Like, what are we doing? So, Guys, just be prayerful for that eight-year-old. Eight Tatiana is already deceased. But there was an eight-year-old who witnessed this. Um, I'm not sure if he was in the room or if he was just in the house. But watching one of the, the latest video press conference, I guess it is, of the family, his mother said that she didn't even know her sister was dead until she picked her son up from, like, a placement place for kids that, I guess, the police take or something, and he told her he was sad because the police killed his aunt. And that just, at eight, your childhood has been snatched from you because now safety is no longer a truth for you. So, I guess if we want to talk about something good, the officer was charged with murder. This wasn't one of those ones where we got to wait a month and everybody got to stand at the police station and protest and all those things. He at least has been charged with murder. He was arrested. Um, 
they don't know if he was if he was arrested or if he turned himself in from what I read, but he was detained. He posted bail, of course, and is now out awaiting whatever they going to do with him. I don't know. So, like I said at the beginning, I'm just sick of I'm sick of having to have this conversation. Like how many more times do we have to do this? This is just ridiculous to me. And I'm sad, but I I want to see where this goes because the last person was that person getting hugged in the last episode. Like, I, like I just spoke about this nonsense. Like, people just being in their house. Like, you can't even just be in your house. I know that it's crazy to say this. And it's probably just wishful thinking, but like the police force needs a whole overhaul because I don't even know anymore. I don't even have words. And this is a podcast, so since I don't have any more words on this, a Tatiana, remember her name as well. There's so many names now. We need like, I need like a a chart or a board that, a plaque or something that I can continue to add these names because now they're becoming so many names that it's not as easy for me to remember the names, but the incidents, which is unfortunate because I can remember the things that have happened to people and sometimes I can't remember the people's names because there's so many names because there's so many incidents I don't know guys I don't know anymore Here goes some more nonsense. This week's Here Goes Some More Nonsense is (laughs) just, I guess this is ridiculous. I was out here on the internet streets, you know I was, and I found this nonsense. So, there is a former cop named John Reed. He is suing Ava DuVernay and Netflix for defamation of character. Apparently, Reed is known in, like, the police field for his interrogation style, which he says he's been teaching at seminars for years. Reed is suing because he claims that the interrogation style that was shown in the movie When They See Us is not his style but that they called it the Reed style in the movie. You know, for me, I'm just like, boy, if you don't go sit down somewhere. So what Reed is saying is that in the movie, there's a scene where they're interrogating the boys and... You know, they haven't let them use the bathroom. They wouldn't let them contact their parents. They wouldn't let them eat 
none of those things. And it had been over 24 hours before they did it. Somebody apparently in the movie said, comes in and goes like, you know, y'all can't be using the read style on these kids. And this guy is saying that he has, in his trainings, he tells people that you have to be very cautious with children and that you should never do this. Who know? Because ain't none of us seen any of these trainings that the police officers get anyway, which is why they out here shooting people, which is why this is all nonsense. But... I guess we gonna see where this go, cause if you ask me, he ain't gonna get no money. You know he out here asking for money, but I don't think he gonna get none. You know, he, they said that he called somebody or had his lawyers contact somebody cause he wanted the mood, the, the actual miniseries pulled two weeks after it came out. Which meant at some point he decided he didn't want to see the dead on raggedy movie. And then somebody probably said, oh, they mentioned your interrogation style in there. And he was like, what? I don't even like these kids. I don't like this movie. Um, but if it's going to make some money, I want a little bit of it. Who know? I don't know. I don't know nothing about none of these people. One, I do know about Ava and the Exonerated Five, but I don't know nothing about this man and his interrogation styles. So he might be he might be telling the truth. Who knows? We're just going to see where it go. Because for me, this is just another piece of nonsense. Normally, I come on here and I start talking to y'all about my weekend. But my weekend and what I wanted to talk about this week for our topic kind of go together. So we are, we're going to get all of this all together in one, you know, big segment. Take it as it is. Cause that's what you're going to get. I don't know what to tell you. So this weekend, before I start any of that, I will tell you, I went to go see the movie Joker. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but I'm not a fan of like comics anyway. I just wanted to see it because I, I heard people saying that it was good. So roll out and see it if you want to. It felt long to me. It felt um, slow. But if you a, if you a comic fan, if you love Batman and all of the, all the especially like the Joker or whatever, you know, I guess you would enjoy it. Um, it was it was a little depressing to me too. So I, you know, maybe that was another thing for me. It it was it dealt a lot about mental illness. Um, and so for me, I felt like one, I felt that there were a lot of things that were unfair, um, about people with mental illnesses with like severe mental illnesses, but also it told some truths about people with severe mental illnesses and the way that they are handled by society and uh, even the government. So you could check it out if you want to. On to the next part. This weekend, I went on a retreat. I did one last year and I loved it. It was very good for me. And so I was like, oh, it's the same person facilitating this. Let me go again. It was, I went like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so, um, you know, as soon as you get there, you almost immediately jump into like session which was good because now you know like what the purpose is because before going I didn't know what the topic was we were talking about but I was already in locked in because I really liked the facilitator 
This year, what we talked about was like getting to know yourself. And I really needed that because I've been in this transition phase in my life where I'm realizing, number one, my youngest child will be turning 18 this year. And so my identity up until now had been majority of my identity for me had been that I was, you know, mom and responsible for the all day every day of children being that this youngest child is about to be 18 it's like okay I have more freedoms to figure out my own self and my own identity and so I this was right up my alley okay so when I went to this retreat we the first day the guys spoke to us about a lot of things and you know gave us a lot of prep and all this and then we got homework and the homework was that we had to fill out this paperwork that had questions on it these questions were for you to identify yourself and they started out very basic and so it was like your favorite color your favorite food your favorite meal your favorite artist your favorite song all of those kind of things right want y'all to know that this was really hard for me I had a hard I really did I had a hard time trying to figure out how to get this together I just I I couldn't I was like I don't know some of these answers and it stressed me out I felt aggressed I know that ain't a word that y'all want me to say but it's my word so we're gonna use it here so I felt aggressed by these questions I didn't know the answers to them and it didn't take me to like my happy place and made me very uncomfortable. But the good thing is, is you can't grow and be comfortable at the same time. So the uncomfortable feelings that I had meant that I was growing. So I was like, I'll ride with it. Uh, it was hard for me to distinguish things. Like I know what my my favorite color is. Look, I'm saying it already. Purple. Purple is my favorite color right behind that is teal, but I didn't know things like what is my favorite restaurant, mostly because I haven't visited a lot of restaurants that I would put in a category that I would consider um, favorites, like my top fives. You know, people, we go to like the chain places, but I know that that's not my favorite restaurant. That Those are my usual restaurants, right? So I didn't have a favorite restaurant. Then it was like, what's your favorite food? And I was like, eh, me and food right now don't have the best relationship because I'm relearning my eating habits. So I don't know what my favorite food is right now. Um, I might have would have told somebody, I just want, you know, whatever anybody makes. And that is where we're going to go next. All right? So... Because we got to tie this back to the internet. I was on them internets and I watched Red Table Talk this time. It had Alicia Keys on there. It The show. Jada and her family had Alicia Keys as their guest. Instead of having a Red Table Talk, they had a Red Piano Talk. They brought in a Red Piano for her. And Alicia sat at the piano and played songs and had conversations with them. One of the things that they had this talk about was Alicia saying how she needed to learn how to speak up for herself about the things that bothered her. 
And I was watching it going, this is exactly one of the things that we were having a conversation about on the retreat. It's like, one, the facilitator was telling us, one, it's okay to compliment yourself, which I was just like blown away from because I'm one of those big proponents of telling people like accept the compliment when somebody gives you one because you know we're we are trained especially black women are trained to not receive compliments if somebody tells you like oh that dress is cute we're so trained to be like but this dress I only paid five dollars for this dress I threw it on a day because I ain't really know what else to wear and I ain't feel like wearing pants instead of being like thank you I you know I I thought it was cute I'm glad that you you know feel the same way it's the same thing. It's like speaking up for yourself, he was saying, is also allowable, which we, I'm going to say again, I believe that black women don't, are not taught to do that. We are taught to, you know, placate and be like, oh, you know, whatever, however. And I'm not saying all women, I understand. I know some of us are, you know, more have the ability a stronger ability to speak up for the things that you want. Mostly those are, those may be more dominant people, but sometimes even dominant women in certain areas will not speak up about the things that they want. And so what Alicia was talking about was that sometimes even like with her husband or other people, we make excuses for, their behavior to be like, oh, well, you know, they they didn't mean it that way or, oh, you know, they're only saying it because, you know, and that's always how they act and, you know, whatever. Meanwhile, your feelings are hurt by what that person has said or done. And listening to Alicia talk about it and being on this retreat, I was like, I do that. I do say like, oh, they always like that. And like... She say stuff like that, but she don't, she don't really mean it like how you taking it. But it's like, why am I making an excuse for somebody and how they're saying or being if what they're saying or being is mad disrespectful? So now I'm learning, and I have been learning before, maybe before the retreat I started to think about it, but I think maybe I felt like I was given the permission to do it when I was on retreat and then got a confirmation on it when I watched Red Table Talks. And it's just like, you are allowed to say, hey, that thing that you just did, I don't really, I can't rock with it. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, what did you really mean by what you said? Or what did you really mean by what you did? Because I don't want to allow people anymore to playfully mistreat me you know um people will say people will say jokes that aren't funny and we've heard them and then we just like oh they joke like that all the time like it's not it's just like whatever and it's like no if that joke hurts me I need to be able to say it now that was one of the things that was an example at the retreat the facilitator was saying that there was a guy they worked in the office together and he would tell these jokes. The jokes he told, I guess, were more about, like, women. And so at one day, there was a woman in the office when he told the joke. People were laughing 
uncomfortable laughing because they kind of were like, it's not funny, but that's kind of like, it's a little bit funny. And that's like how he joke anyway. So it's more funny because it's him. But there was a woman who was like, that ain't funny. It ain't funny today. It ain't never going to be funny. You can't joke like that. And then she walked out. He then goes to her and is like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I'm just joking about it. You know, it's kind of like the thing I do. And she said to him, it may be a joke to you, but to other people that thing is very serious. And you don't know who in here has had an experience on that thing negatively that it it shouldn't even need to be a joke for you. And I feel like there are some things like that where, you know, we don't need to, the the, the joke that you want to make isn't funny and you shouldn't do it. I'll give you an example of one time that this really um, affected me. I used to um, be with a group of people and when I was with this group of people, one time we were all sitting together and... Somebody started talking about another person who was not a part of our group, but we, most of us knew them, you know, their conversation was, they didn't really like her because she was quote unquote, a hoe, that she was nasty, that she had slept with a number of people and, you know, so they didn't respect her. And I was sitting there thinking, like, this is me being transparent. There are some people who would, excuse me, there are some people who would be able to say the same thing about me. There are some people who knew me in my younger years who would be able to say, hmm, I think she's a hoe. Based just, and and let's just be honest, solely just based off the fact that I got five kids. It's not even a truth, but that's their opinion of me. If that's your opinion of me and you are set on having that opinion, not really having conversation with me, then you could go 10 years later and still talk about me in such ways. Again, I'm going to say I'm not one, but I could be one. And I know that it has been said about me that I was one. And so when this woman started to talk about someone else that's not even in our circle in this negative light based off of what she believed because she heard some stuff from uh, this woman, this this person's behavior back in the day, I was like very uncomfortable with it because I was sitting there going, you talking about me, you don't even know you talking about me. You know what I mean? Or when I'm like, let me give you another example. So I, I was in a group of people who was talking about a young lady and her behavior. And her behavior, they just kept being like, 
you know, she act like she grew up in the projects and she got a pro. you know, she just acting like she grew up in the projects. She behaved just like she grew up in the projects. And I was like, I grew in my mind. I'm like, I grew up in the projects. I lived in the projects when I was younger for a number of years. And if we want to be honest with my children were very young, they grew up, they lived in the projects too. Like there's an evolution in my life. Thank the Lord. But that's where I was. But let me just tell you, Whatever this behavior that this woman was having is not behavior that I have ever displayed in my life. So the fact of saying that somebody behaves like that because of where they grew up was mad disrespectful to me, and it bothered me. And in my mind, I was like, this ain't right. Like, you shouldn't say something like that about a person. I didn't really speak up. But now I'm thinking... And learning that I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to be like, hey, yo, like, that's not cool to say something like that about a person. Or to say, you know, when you're talking about them, you're talking about me. Is that how you see me today? Because maybe her evolution has not come yet. And maybe you could be a person who could help her with that. As, you know, some people need. And instead of talking about her and then also labeling a whole group of people or a whole demographic or a whole neighborhood to decide that they have uh behavior you know maybe you could just one just say you don't like how she behaves identify why you would call it such a thing and then can you be a help because if not you probably should just you know I don't know shut your face because like you're being mad disrespectful and so listening to Alicia Keys saying She's now learning that, and she ain't, you know, she's not in her early 20s. i definitely not in mine. <laughs> it's just like, it's great when you learn that you're not the only person who feels a kind of way about a thing and didn't really know how to speak up about it before. And so I am now learning that I need to champion for myself and let people know when something is bothering me. Because I'm allowed to do that. Like, I'm allowed... Like, you don't have to be rude when you say things to people. And I think that's one of the things. Like, it's the delivery of what we say. It's the way we deliver the things that we need uh, that becomes the issue. Which brings me to the next thing that I learned while I was on this retreat. Because it was a wonderful retreat. The other thing I learned while I was on this retreat is that we definitely have expectations. This is another thing Alicia Keys spoke about. Is like the expectations are real. But what we don't know is that, one, we don't really identify that we really do have expectations. We walk around, and I've seen this a lot, is be like, I don't have no expectations. This is going to be what it is. And then people get disappointed because it wasn't what they thought. And so thinking your thoughts on how things are going to go, how people are going to behave, how feelings are going to be understood are expectations. And it's not bad to have expectations. You should expect some things. You should expect some things from any type of relationship you are in, whether it is your friendships, whether whether you are a parent and you have children, whether you are in a relationship, whether we're talking about your job, whether we're talking about 
the gym. Like you expect certain things happen. If you have a relationship with the gym, you expect that the machines gonna be there, that they're gonna be operable, cause you they pulling that money out your account anyway. You expect that the lights will be working. You expect that they're going to have clean environment there. That's an those are expectations. They are uncommunicated expectations, but they are expectations. You can't just be like, I don't really don't expect nothing from the gym. Like, you know, it's whatever. I'm not even really bothered. Yes, you do. You expect that if they say it's a 24-hour place, that they're going to be open. You know, it's the same thing. You you have expectations when you go to stores. You expect that the customer service going to be good. You expect that uh the items that they claim that they have are going to be on the shelves because, you know, let something not be there. You go over to customer service like y'all said in this little flyer or in this little online advertisement that y'all was going to have these TVs on sale where they at. That's an expectation. You expect that when you get there, the thing that you are looking for will be there. Now, you ain't got to have a conversation with the store. You ain't calling them going, listen, I'm going to be a shopper here. I have some expectations. Let's discuss them so that you know what they are. All I'm saying is that there are expectations in everything that we do. That's it. We don't communicate them all the time, and that's where the issue is. So in relationships... It is okay to express your expectations. It's actually put your relationship at an advantage because great communication works when people un- are able to express their expectations and then have those expectations at least, at the very least, heard and understood. Now, what we really would like for them to do is accept those expectations and then carry out on them. But a lot of times what we do is we don't tell people that we expect things from them. We then expect that they will know that you want these things just because they should. We get we get in this thing like, you should know me. You should know that I like you or you should know that I do or you should know that. But that's really unfair in a relationship. It's unfair to like pop quiz your your partner or to like, you know, test them real quick to see if they going to get it right. You know what you want. Say what you want, ask for that thing and give people the opportunity to meet your need because you can't be upset if your needs aren't being met if you don't tell people what you expect for your needs for if you don't tell them that you expect that these needs need to be met, right? Because if in my last relationship I always needed to cook dinner, if the new person that I'm with has an expectation that, you know, they're never going to need me to cook dinner because they like to cook dinner. When I start going in the kitchen and getting ready to cook and they already in there, I could feel away like, so you don't, you don't want my food, you know? And so, and they're like, no, like I was just expecting to cater to you. And now I'm like, oh, well, that's a whole different other story. But for a minute, I could be on the phone, and I promise you, if there's some things that need expectations that I need met and they ain't, I'll be on the phone with someone quick like, yo. How in the world they going to do X, Y, and Z? Like, they don't know that I this way. They don't know. They don't. 
a lot of the time they need you to tell them, especially if you are evolving as a person, your thoughts and your wants and your needs will change. The person that you're with, they can't read your thoughts in your head. So you have to express that thing to a person. And that is part of, you know, being allowed to speak up about the things that you want. Go head on and tell somebody how you feel. Stop sitting around just waiting for people to try to figure it out. It's a waste of time, one. And then it's going to make your relationship real tight because I don't want to keep on having to tell a person that they ain't getting it right when I shouldn't have to do that because I should be able to just tell them what I need. I think that we get lost a lot of times in just wanting people to know us so bad. And there's nothing wrong with wanting somebody to know you so bad, but there is something wrong with not telling them who you are. It shouldn't be a guessing game for people to know who you are. And I have learned that there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time with people who they don't feel comfortable speaking about who they really are. And that's why a lot of the relationships aren't working. And I, for one, am not going to be that person anymore. I'm going to know my wants so that I can express them to other people. I'm going to know the things that I like so that I can express them to other people. And I'm going to be bold enough now, because y'all know this is my B-Bold year. I'm going to be bold enough now to speak up when I'm not getting the things that I want after I have expressed that I want them um, to, you know, also be open to be giving of whoever is the person, you know, or the place or thing that I have these, that have expectations of me. What, like, being in and having a relationship is so much work. We make it seem like it's very easy. It's just like, you know, just take take somebody out on dates and, you know, keep dating them all the way through and buy them things. Make sure you remember birthdays and anniversaries and that kind of stuff and be kind to somebody mama when you meet them or whatever. But the real stuff is about the communication. And communication is not as easy as just being like, yeah, you talk, I listen, I talk, you listen, whatever. It's about understanding being honest, being real, and and speaking up for yourself when you don't have, when those things are not present. I would love for people to be able to be closer in relationships because they feel more comfortable speaking than we nor we have been and and that that has been a taught thing and I'm on a mission to unteach that so that we can learn a better thing. Now Alicia Keys did <laughs> talk about a bunch of other stuff. So make sure y'all head on over and watch the Red Table Talk. You can hear Alicia talk about, you know, lots of things. And I think it's a, just a 30-minute video, but so it's not, it doesn't take up a lot of your time, but go ahead on and watch that. That, again, is on Facebook, on the Watch channel. If you're on your iPad or your tablet or your phone, 
it's usually down at the bottom now on the Facebook app. Look like a little TV with like a play thing in the middle of it or whatever. Go ahead on it, you know, check that out. And look up these other stories that I talked about this week. Send me some emails. Let me know what you think about them. And let me know if you tried to discover something that you've been trying to discover about yourself this year because... You know, I'm on this journey. I'm on my be bold. I'm trying to be bold in many areas. <sighs> I am still doing the running. I'm working out. I'm still running. I'm still trying to stay healthy. I'm doing great at all of that. For those of you who were concerned, <laughs> it's still moving. Um, I have been a little concerned about what I'm going to do because I live in the north and we get all the seasons and it get a little rainy and wet and you know the leaves are falling which means it gets a little slippery outside so I'm concerned about the running outside I don't like running on a treadmill so I'm concerned about what I'm going to do so I'm going to have to do some other things hopefully I can find like a couple dance classes like you know dance workout classes because that's really what I want to do so hopefully I can find that but I'm going to continue on this health kick and staying focused on all of that, though I did have some cheesecake this week. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> also, you know, guys, you know how it goes. Check me out on the social meds. I'm everywhere talking about all kind of things, posting up. You'll see me. And you can send me your emails. Don't forget, you also know, you know, I keep trying to tell y'all, my DMs is mad open. Ain't nobody trying to take me on no dates or, um, oh, and if, yeah, for anybody who was wondering, no, I ain't been on no dates. The line is what, what I call the people, you know, on the date naps. The line ain't interested in me. <laughs> and I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I think it might be a positive thing right now, but... I still, you know, I still try it out. We'll see. I made no connections. I ain't going to say the line ain't interested. interested. I can't say the word. <laughs> That's because, you know, I'm lying about it. <laughs> I'm not going to say the line isn't interested in me. I'm going to say that I have not made any connections thus far using any of those apps. I'm not really concerned about them anymore. It was something I was trying to do in September. It's almost the, the end of October. I'm cool. But you could go ahead on and send me your messages, send me some letters if you want me to talk about something in your relationship that you're concerned about. The email address is J-U-S-S-A-Y-I-N podcast at gmail.com. That's just saying podcast at gmail.com. You can go ahead and send me your letters. I will talk about that stuff. I'm looking forward to having that segment. So, and we trying to grow. So tell your friends to get on here and start listening because they're going to be driving anyway. And then heard that song a thousand times. And even though I know a song makes you feel a kind of way, come on now, let's get some people to grow. You know, you got that one person at the office who keep on talking about their daggone boyfriend or girlfriend and you like, child, y'all need to communicate better. The communication is off. Let I'm here to help them get that together. So, you know, tell them, send them a link. Just go hit on and send the link on over to them. Like, listen, girl, you need to listen to this chick because she be talking about some real stuff. I learned some things, and me and my man, we, we getting it together because that's what I like to hear. If y'all doing that, send me that message too, <laughs> okay? Anyway, you know how I feel. I'm always 
feeling joy when we get together to have these conversations. But I always get a little sad when it's time to go because I know it's going to be a week before we can have another one. Dang, y'all. But I will be back next week. And remember, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.